Oh my god. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the tentatively named uh, Sorensen Station. I'm on a walk, so please excuse any ambient sounds. I have just had a kind of pretty bad, honestly, latte. Um, I was trying a new cafe, and um, I have like a standard drink that I ordered to sort of test them because like if you fuck that up <laughs> like anything you make could like drown it out to taste good any kind of frivolous additions you know what I mean so anyway my standard order is I get a um, triple shot espresso latte with almond milk if they have it if they don't have almond milk get oat milk. If they don't have oat milk, I have to get regular milk. Um, and this one was pretty bad. Um, I also don't really know where I am. Um, I mean, literally, I'm walking past the Gardner Recreation Center just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I do know where I am. But this place means nothing to me. It is next to a railroad, and I did indeed intend for this episode to be about trains because I have a deep love for public transit and all that it has come to represent and how much it has made me dislike Milwaukee. Um, I like Milwaukee, um, and that's why I care, because you have to care to get upset about things. You know, as backwards as that can be. Um, yeah, it's like how study the environment. And you, do you know how sad it is to, <laughs> to be someone that loves the environment so much that you want to study it for years? And then when all of your classes are just constantly telling you about how it's going to die. Oh, it's so, it's heartbreaking. And maybe that makes sense at face value, but... I, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> Not one bit. Um, you know, I thought I was going to have more interesting things to say. In the cafe, I was like, I'm going to go on this walk. I'm full of energy. I'm going to have some, I'm going to be a wealth of information. I, my mind is racing right now. And I'm getting that good old performance anxiety. But, you know, the canon has to start somewhere. And as this goes, you'll get deeper into the layers of walls I've built up to keep people out, to keep them from knowing me. So that if they leave, it's never really my fault. Um, and unfortunately, I have no... Oh, bees. Hey, but at least they're here. At least the bees aren't dead yet. Um, sorry. Um, let's get morbid about little flying creatures. Um, I need to stop with the ums and the sniffling. But all I was saying is that I have no desire to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no desire to market myself. I have no desire to adhere to any kind of expectation or format. Even though I love the medium of the massage, McLuhan. Great stuff. And so, kind of, like, by virtue of choosing... A, pod, a podcast, yeah, no, that is what I meant to say. Um, but this form, I 
do indeed limit myself, but I intend to play with those limitations and I don't really want to uh, give in to storytelling tactics, but at the same time, there comes a point when you will just inevitably be misunderstood. But it's also futile to me, at least, to think that you could possibly control your perceived, as the Selenius 75 said, when you're in, at best intermediately versed in your own feelings. Um, from the song Girls. Great, great song. <laughs> uh, if I misquote anything ever, that's fine. Um, I'll get the person right, you'll get the gist. If you, look, if you care enough to look it up, then you care enough to know otherwise. And if you don't, that information clearly didn't mean enough. And that is okay, but I am someone who quotes stuff all the time and will pull from other things because whenever someone else does that, I do indeed look it up because I'm like, well, if it interests me, if it doesn't, then I accept it as fact because truth is relative. Um, but, oh my god, there's a little course. I started coming from the, tr I'm going to walk the other way on the track. Because um, when I first started on this little loop, yeah, there's recreation center. There's just nothing on the sidewalk. There's just like little spray paint, which I figured was residual from, I don't know, some construction or plumbing, what have you. Uh, I also have this tendency to not finish my thoughts and just follow my tangents wherever they lead, because otherwise I will forget them. And I always have this like half-baked hope that I'll remember where I was coming from. Um, so the half-baked hope is rearing its head for the first time. And uh, I guess I should have realized, there's this little thing that looks like uh, a dartboard. It's 10, 20, 50, but it's on the ground. So you'd have to be like hovering to get there. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and that's fine. Uh, things don't have to make sense to me. But all things, yeah, I don't want to give into format because I'm not doing this for the sake of like pushing at people, I don't believe. My perspective. Um, is your perspective only has to make sense to you so that way you can live your life and believe in your own values um that was very poorly put but i didn't want to get repetitive as i'm prone to do we had hopscotch yeah this is what i was waiting for honestly i hope you could hear my feet clicking and not just the wind it's pretty windy here lately quite know why and I forget that like there are just different weather patterns in different places but I am not used I'm gonna be speaking in Celsius I'm not used to being 20 21 degrees Celsius in like this started in February it's March now but that's just absurd that's crazy because I, I mean I was born in San Diego but I grew up in Chicago and I went to University in New York, specifically, New York University. Wow, would you believe that? Um, <laughs> I studied abroad at Central St. Martin's in London. So all these places, I mean, San Diego aside, um, so the least amount of time there, whatever, not negligible, just not as prevalent. Um, it, like, it should be cold now. So my brain is like, this is really messed up that this is <laughs> how this is going right now this is the weather um sewing me off honestly my oh sense of self it's a little crazy out here no i paused 
Oh, I don't know if that actually paused or not. But anyway, I was just talking about the weather in different places that I've lived. And I just graduated semester early from NYU specifically. We got more hopscotch. Um, specifically uh, Gallatin School of Individualized Study. Oh my god, someone's on the on this little track. I'm gonna get off it. I'm moving a stroller and it's the whole waiter coming to your table thing. Wherever um, you have like quiet conversation because someone's passing and it's not because you don't want them to hear because I don't care what people <laughs> hear about me saying, oh my god, dandelion, I have to make a wish. Um, it's just like out of respect for a shared space and sometimes I'm a little too respectful, honestly. Um, I'm gonna blow on this, sorry for the mic. <laughs> Why is it so stubborn? I'm gonna give up and secretly pull pieces off and I never know if that affects the wish. That's okay. And I always throw it over my shoulder like it's a coin at the Trevi Fountain. Um, so, you know, let me live. But anyway, person avoided, I can keep talking. And NYU, oh yeah, that's why I'm in North Carolina. My mom just had surgery, taking care of her, waiting for my master's program to start. There's another dandelion, and I was tempted to grab it, but I will save that for someone else. I will be uh, a Samaritan, a good Samaritan. Did it pause again? I don't know. Um, clearly very new to this, if I'm using wired headphone mic outside on a walk thinking it'll just go okay. Ah, so many bees. But it's okay. I have a long history of bees going in my hair. Because as a wee child I was blonde and it was one of those things you get older your hair gets darker. Now I'm brunette. Mother can only accept that. That's a different story. Um, anyway, I'm waiting for my masters to start this summer and then I will be back in New York. But it was brought to my attention that I should start a podcast because last summer I got into the habit of like, I, I found that I was, it was really difficult for me to respond to text messages and just, like it was just felt out of the blue and I, but I wanted to talk to people, I wanted to talk to my friends, wanted to communicate and it was just for some reason the format was not voting well and I decided to just start speaking instead because that it was a little annoying because especially a lot of my friends like to send long text messages and so I would kind of like start hit record to force myself to read what they sent <laughs> as well as to respond so it'd be like me reading just silence <laughs> they just had to get used to silence but I'm very grateful that they do that for me and I'm very appreciative but I got used to talking and just like as historically as it goes, I am an introvert and not to give in to stereotypes, but I'm not the best at public speaking because I just feel such a pressure to, I don't know, say what I mean very well because I care about words so deeply and that is why I love to write. I've spent so much time working as an editor, things like that. Um, yeah, it just feels very important to me in a world with no inherent meaning to get as close to what you want to say as possible. And I guess in some ways 
this will be an exercise in not caring so much um, and trying to relinquish that false sense of control, if you will. So, yeah. Word. <laughs> oh, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, the, ta- the tangents are crazy. Um, I also misspeak a lot. That's because like coffee. And yeah, so, but it got to the point where then I just sort of would dive into the voice memos because as much as I like to call people, it's one of those things where even it's like as an adult, adult friendships become that much harder. It's that much more difficult to communicate, not communicate, coordinate, sorry. And so you have to, especially with long distance friendships and time zones are involved and it's, it feels like work to even set up a phone call, then it's just kind of, it's like a makeshift phone call, which is already a makeshift hanging out in person. And I, quality time is my love language of choice. Um, so I just want to be able to like express that, show that, and as well as perceive that. But, you know, it's not always possible. And I like, it's except that other people live their own lives. Um, this feels very bland, but I can't help but wonder if that's because I'm walking in circles around a random recreation center in North Carolina, where, like, if I was even walking around, so Duke has two, Duke University has two campuses, an east and the west one. I don't, as I do not go to Duke, maybe I don't know the lingo, but one is Trinity Campus, which I think is their east campus, I want to say. Um, so I'm good at directions. I just have to like care a lot <laughs> if I do. And most places I naturally care and that's why I'm good. I've gotten into GeoGuessr lately and I'm really good, especially for some, like I'm not um, rainbow yet, but that's okay because he seems like he's just having fun. I'm just having fun. So one day by virtue of having fun and dedicating myself to this craft, I will get good. Um, but even there, like, the Duke Gardens, there's so many magnolia trees. It's just a bit richer of an environment. But I never like to say those kinds of things for, I mean, a variety of reasons, because it sort of denotes that there's, like, some greater inherent value in built land than others, when I kind of completely disagree with that. Because um, even though there's, like, there's the whole, like, oh my god, big mansions or whatever, just copy and paste architecture or, um, yeah, just things built for the sake of being built, even though we already have enough homes to house everybody that needs it or anything like that, and it's just a misallocation of resources. But even with, like, a lack of character, if you want to get into, like, Walter Benjamin and the intrinsic value of an object and effort put into it and reproduction but also reproduction as a means of democratizing um, consumption in my opinion but who cares <laughs> it's like you can as much analyze a lack of character or lack of uniqueness or individuality as if we could ever produce such a thing with like the ideas which it represents. So even if something is bland or seemingly uh, devoid of life, as there's literally no one here 
Like it is a wonderfully sunny like Thursday afternoon. There's no one at this rec center. Um, just no one. So like people don't even inhabit or use these spaces, which is sad. But I still think there's like an a possibility for exploration. Um, but yeah, it's weird to consume place at the same time. It's weird that everything has to be framed with this consumption and then I have to, I don't have to, I'm choosing to produce despite how much there is to look at and understand and how many infinite layers there are to knowing and how whatever lived experience you have, including what you've pursued, because that's intrinsically a part of it, um, you can occupy. It's still a lens, it's still a perspective that is occupied. And can you ever know enough history about any given thing? Because as much as, like, if you know the history of this exact color and its usages, or if you, like, I love linguistics, if you look at a word's history, you're like, oh, it, like, it went through, like, it has Germanic origins, but then it came to English through this way. And, but if you just look at a word in isolation of its, um, field of study, then you're missing all the ways in which it has to do with, like, other parts of history. My, my verbiage is clearly lacking when speaking. Uh, I promise I'm a good writer. Not that you have to believe me or that you, whatever. Um, I can do better. And that comforts me enough when said that I can defer need for perfection in the moment and simply attempt to convey ideas. Um, but because at the same time with any with the English language in particular it's there's the whole joke of it's like three different languages in a trench coat uh, pretending to be one and then you also have to get into like oh like how did uh, the Normans the French whatever uh, affect English language at the same time because there's different parts and different uh, like invasions different rule and how French became very stereotypically upper class even in England, and so that's why, like, the only words we really use that have French origins will have to do with meat, it'll have to do with clothes, it'll have to just do with things that typically um, lower classes do not have the leisure to engage with. And at the same time, like, so then you're getting into, like, sociology, you're getting into class and all of that, but then what determines those things? What social, like, what, what's the social currency? And so... But those all impact language. So to only look at language is kind of like surface level, but how do you look at everything for everything? And that's why when I see a single thing, like it could be the most boring object in the world, but also a, like something my art teacher says to me, which is just a saying, I almost said quote, but it's just a saying, but it's only bored, only boring people get bored. Um, I've not been bored since. I also have this theory that if you are bored you like there's too much in the world to think about there's so much to do like we are in an excess of activity 
if we ever weren't, honestly, um, that you're just like avoiding something. You're looking for escapism if you're bored. It's like, and there's nothing wrong with that. You, you're allowed to look for escapism. There's nothing wrong with anything. We're all programmed to do something a certain way. Like there's always a why. I think most people are trying to do the best. I think at any given moment, someone is doing the best they can with what they have. So it's funky, funky world. Uh, but yeah, like I'm looking at a trash can. But at the same time, like, why do we use trash cans? Like, but honestly, I'm sure you could write a really interesting story about the history of trash cans. Like, uh, one of my favorite papers I ever wrote was about the history of gardens, like personal gardens, like a lawn and stuff like that. I ended up getting into a lot of lawn history that was not my intent. But someone would be like, what, what do you mean you're looking at the history of gardens? And I was like, that sounds so fire to me. As long as you would like have a lens and you see the ways in which different fields intersect, which is what I proudly tout um, Gallatin as being a herald of his, those kinds of, I mean, intersections. That's what individualized study is. If you're wondering, I'm just in every interview I have, I'll just show this, uh, or not, like I'll send them this link. Be like, skip to this exact minute. Uh, this is where I say what my individualized study means. Maybe one day I'll do an episode where I explain what I studied, um, the name of which my, my concentration is called the implications of fabric in my colloquium, which is kind of like a thesis defense, but instead of a thesis, it's something called a rationale, um, was, um, oh my God, what was it called? I just did it. <laughs> Blinking. I've been having trouble remembering words lately. Oh my gosh, more bees trying to just coexist with nature. So rough out here. But, oh, oh, it was called a <laughs> new ethics of consumption. Because when you say the implications of fabric, people are like, oh, what does that entail? And I say, quite loosely, fashion, supply chain, ecology, uh, sociology. And it's people sort of get skeptical because they're like, how could you do any of those things in depth enough? But it's me trying to get at a single thing. And those are just like all encompassed and are encompassing. Whatever. Oh, out of breath from talking so much. This is why, but I just speed run it because otherwise the thoughts get lost. And then that's when I'm not great at talking everything's disjointed and I haven't kept up with my train of thought so it's kind of just like you get what you get and you don't throw it fit uh, that unfortunately does not work when your accent uh, does not enable you to rhyme those words um, also I naturally have a very thick Chicago accent um, which maybe was evident by the way I said Milwaukee but I'm not the most cognizant, naturally. It's like your nose. You're not going to notice as much of what you surrounded yourself with because you've deemed it known, uh, understood. So just essentially apologizing preemptively uh, for that. Because, I don't know, people, I know it's mostly jokingly tease about it, but I've subdued it. It can be done further. I already know that there's going to be many other faux pas. But as I initiated this podcast with, 
also first people I've seen this old couple going into the recreation center. Hopefully get sold together. Um, I don't like using the same word too close to itself because it's like whenever you say use the same word other than like an article in writing it just sounds choppy um, and I know that they're different formats so writing and speaking I, I certainly very much use for different feelings moods whatever like I've only recently it sounds kind of sad begun to talk to friends when I used to just force everything into writing and now there's different like separation it's sort of how you go to different friends for different things it's also using different mediums for different forms of expression which sounds innate but for the longest time writing was the only thing that like made sense to me it was the only thing I was comfortable with so it's been branching out over the last few years and this will become another form of expression because sometimes I don't shut up and that's always surprising for people because in like group settings I don't talk a lot um, I pr much prefer to speak one-on-one one-on-one -on -one, I could talk to anybody I like I think it'll always be fascinating as long as someone's open to conversation um, yeah and so many times it's kind of sad people be like because I love one-on-one -on -one conversation and I think a lot of people are used to group situations where they don't feel heard or they feel misunderstood when you're just like just talking and you're like genuinely asking things and you're invested then they're like oh like they feel much more seen and it's really like nice to be able to do that for someone and I am always like genuinely intrigued because everyone's perspective is just like it's kind of in a weird way an object but I'd rather say artifact I'm gonna sit down so that way I'm not so out of breath um but it's just as evolved and touched by all these things that are much more intangible even if they will then pour that interest into different realms of activity or hobbies and that's sort of where they're reminded of what they've decided to be like and that's where it's fun to explore meaning that they've given things and so I genuinely ha like just find that so interesting um, sorry someone's walking and it's gonna be the whole waiter thing again so oh my god sit up lightheaded I'm anemic no one's surprised <laughs> so yeah oh also my headphones are so tangled that's fine suddenly someone's leaving the rec center but it seems like she works there she's got a little name tag on oh cracking my back so sorry for any half finished thoughts but that's another appeal of this is because the whole time wherever I talk a lot and sometimes it doesn't go anywhere is in a group setting I don't know I like it's just it's that whole one-on-one -on -one thing but a bit more removed where I'm just able to watch how people engage with each other and how like just social dynamics essentially and I'll just be there and I just truly forget that I have not said anything I'm just completely unaware oblivious to that because it's just like I was like oh like I was having fun like I forget that other people don't engage the same way as I do and it's just kind of funky 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 <laughs> um, 
so yes but this is part of like not marketing I naively assume that then whoever comes to this um, will by virtue just like use it as background noise do whatever they want with it engage however but it's naively I presume there will be free will if not an algorithm involved although I'm probably gonna put it on Spotify so I don't know how easy it is but it seems like it might be uh, not that difficult so so many bees anyway I kind of holistically or promise that holistically this will not be how this goes this is me establishing the cannon getting my my jitters out oh bumblebee there's bees and there's bumblebees bumblebees are so cute um they got such big butts and i cannot lie um uh, but we'll be exploring any number of that sounded a little too close to the mcdonald's thing um I was walking past the person. You see, I just go quiet. Ah, but it's also a self-fulfilling prophecy because sometimes noting behavior only means you only leads to reinforcement. Um, so you have to, not only it's the GI Joe fallacy, like knowing is half the battle. No, it's not because then you reinstate it. Um, you have to unpack. And if you unpack it and you're still fine with it, then go for it, keep doing your thing. But if you want to change it, then change it. Yeah, I feel kind of breathy like a toddler. Um, it's giving sticky hands energy. Does <laughs> so, it texture? I hate or phenomenon feeling, whatever. Um, I think I do that a lot. Just run through a slew of words and hope that wherever they Venn diagram, <laughs> the center is what I meant. And I hope that is understood. Oh my god, there's two green Kia Souls. How are those cars still made? They're ugly. I love cars. Um, I'll probably talk about that at some point. Um, big F1 girl, if you need to know, um, support Mercedes. But I also love Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc. So, word. That's it from Sorensen Station today. Have a great one. I love you. Kisses. <laughs> I feel I need to add the caveat of just like going for it. Like nothing I say, I think is revolutionary. Like I am certain it's not because I am not. I approach things too haphazardly and too much according to my own jurisdiction. So as I'm in the car now, <laughs> um, but I also have this habit of like oh, thinking about all the things I didn't say because of my tangents and my. Um, lack of dedication to pursuing a singular item. Um, which I could say so much more on. But I forgot what else I was going to say. It was something though. I really like to explore the metas of communication, if that's not evident by everything I said about observing social dynamics and preferring 101 and then exploration of medium or um, best mode of expression. But 
Um, I'm kind of considering, and I'm just going to spitball on the same track, which I record. Um, that makes no sense, but don't think about it too much. <laughs> um, whoa, crazy cement truck. It looks weird. Kind of cool, though. Design is such a fascinating world. Um, but it'd be kind of fun if I just, like, listened to things back. I mean, that would be a little harrowing. I might have to put, like, a voice filter on it while I listen. And then just converse with myself. But also because I have a lot of... I'm someone who doesn't like to repeat themselves. And as a result, I will sometimes just believe. If I tell one person something, I think I've told everybody. And so, though I do not plan to do this podcast like about my life at all because to me that's not something that's the most interesting even though like perspective is born from lived experience so and because at the same time like whenever I talk about anything to me I am talking about my life um but this is also this is like my one and done this is like if you want to hear my take on this subject which has just come up go to this episode <laughs> it's like a little introvert dream <laughs> I think I could turn it into um, but something that just came up in a voice memo was that they're like, oh, I'm not, like, really close to this family member, and so it's always a little, like, it throws me off a bit whenever they reach out. And I, I had this thought a few years ago where I was just like, I really feel like most of the time, okay, well, this is the first taking of something from outside of directly what I'm speaking into the world. Um, but Daniel Sloss, Slosh? I don't I, like, Sloss doesn't feel right, because there's two S's, but why would that turn into an S-H? I don't know. Um, but he has a special on Netflix called Jigsaw. It, there's two parts, specifically Jigsaw, and he talks about how, for so many people, they'll, like, rearrange the puzzle of their life, they'll rearrange the, just the way they do everything only for a romantic partner they will only make space in their life um to prioritize that um because that's just like kind of especially in like i can only speak from a western society because i've um, or from the perspective of one because i've only lived in western countries um but it's just like that's what you do like your partner is the end all be all of anything um, but at the same time, I sort of realized that that's, like, we don't leave room for new friends even in that a lot of the time, and we don't allow for evolution of relationships with anybody, so, and it just kind of gets commented on as like, oh, like, it's weird that this person wants, like, this family member wants to do things, because it's just not what we normally do, and it's treated as just, um, strange that... Like, why would someone want to change the way things are? Like, we've processed this. This is, like, I thought we were good with this. Um, and it's kind of sad to me that, I don't know, like, it just gets left at that, that there's no opportunity for mobility um, within just any kind of relationship, not strictly romantic. Um, and sometimes, like, I feel as though, especially if, you've, if you're someone who's gotten into a relationship in your youth that you will probably understand that you tend to put friends on like a back burner for a romantic relationship and then as soon as that person's gone you're trying to like fill their puzzle piece with 
a former life or something like that or you move forward with new friends or something but it's still tends to revolve strictly around romantic relationships and to some degree it's probably just easier to process because as your own individual it's already a lot to or orchestrate the way in which you want to leave, live your life um so it would just be more difficult the more people there are but i'm not saying like, make as many friends as possible i'm not saying i'm not prescribing anything it's just always been um kind of like i don't know it's sad to me in a lot of ways that people aren't allowed to want zero there's just such a restriction on what you're allowed to want from friendships um even though that those can be and tend to be some of the most meaningful points of contact you have in your life um like is is to, to me it's always the perspective of is life not like does it not to be dark but or morbid or anything but is the point not to be just with others i don't know um there's because there's this idea of making it being that you have no roommates you're living alone you have this like nice expensive place but then i think it's an ari lennox quote that goes something around it's, it's something along the lines of like the furniture's not going to teach me to dougie um you know like the things that you have when you're alone you're able to explore those ideas you're able to do those things but the like elements of life that touch you and like change you because otherwise you like without people you're on a pretty like straightforward path in many ways you've already decided the rest of your life you've already like limited how much you're going to allow yourself to learn and it's only with like other people coming into orbit if you will that you can like be like oh like this interest actually even though i wouldn't have organically found it it really moves me motivates me and i just can't believe that this wouldn't have been a part of my life without these people and yeah, i don't know so i just like to allow for space within i like to allow i don't know i like to allow for my like each friendship i don't i don't treat friendship as uh, a cookie cutter thing it's not like i treat all of my friends the same way because all my friends are different people so that doesn't really make sense that like i would do the same things with all of them but in that same way i've always been someone who does like i prefer one-on-one -on -one friendships to friendship groups because it's just to me it's easier to like explore the world in a more in-depth way with one person because there's less moving parts whatever and then there's less like understanding of dynamics but only not not only that but perpetuating them and it's easier to sort of like for me personally to move through the world and just like play with concepts and ideas with uh individuals and yeah so that's why i have fun friendships and why my friends mean so much to me um yeah it's just so many of my friendships have ultimately become long distance because like anyone that I went to high school with in Chicago we've just gone to different schools different cities different countries in some cases and then since I've studied abroad both in high school and in university there's even more friends that like I met there but then those people also go other places so it's just like regardless of where I am the majority of my friends are always going to be somewhere else and that goes back to like my effort of like the voice memos and how this can kind of be a means of outreach and like again touches again again touches again, um 
and how I truly believe I could connect with anybody, and this could be a foray into that because I'm not someone who, I don't know, I, I, t I think I have a tendency to worry that people are being polite when they inquire about me because I'm so, again, the nose, like, I'm familiar, I feel as though my approach is completely understood, so I'm like, why would you be interested in this? And yet I'm talking about it, but that's largely, like, this is always going to be for my own sake. Um, whatever speculative notions I provide. <laughs> but, yeah, so I let each of my friendships go as in-depth as we want, and I don't have this idea of friendship that's like, oh, this is what a friend is. And that's also funny because it's like, yeah, based on lived experience, everyone has lived a different life. Everyone has had friends in different capacities. So many of my friends, it's like heartbreaking. I've had friends that just treat them horribly and that's what they've come to expect. That's what they've come to learn from friendship and that's what they think it is. And similar for romantic relationships, if you've only been in abusive relationships, that's what you think love is. That's what you think all of these things are. And so when you label that friendship then you're not going to recognize it when it comes in other shapes so that's why i'll be like i try i try to allow for multiplicity as all um and yeah even if things are uncomfortable you have to it's the whole you learn to we, we accept the love we think we deserve uh stephen what's his name it's it's ch something right um the perks of being a wallflower author um, but you're gonna believe you only deserve something, and so you're gonna pursue that so that you can reinstate your own narrative, um, of like, oh, this happened in the past, like, surely I deserved it, because otherwise you can't really fathom why people would treat you poorly if they always had the choice to not, um, and then it goes to the idea of deserving, and I, I'm someone that so wholly believes that, like, no one deserves anything. Like, that is, so, like, that's so self-righteous in, in any direction, whether it affects you positively or negatively. Like, who are you to believe that you are owed anything? No one is. Um, there's, yeah, no one's owed anything. And, like, with that in mind, uh, does it mean, like, I feel like so many people have a tendency to think that people just resort to the worst of human nature. But I, I don't. I don't know, I think it's foolhardy, and then that just becomes self-fulfilling, but, yeah, when I just treat people with respect and with, like, or respect as I perceive it, because any adjective is relative, again, to experience, because in some places, like, the Midwest, respect is, like, asking questions to, like, the person at the checkout line, and then in other places, uh, it's just about getting through as best as you can, like, not talking, it's about sometimes socialization is respect, and sometimes just being orderly is, um, but they both are, so it's just relative, but, um, intrigue and just trying to respect boundaries and read a room as easily as possible, but also standardizing it so that it's not just, like, every emotion, or every interaction is emotionally draining for anyone involved, um, but again, maybe that is a bias of introversion, and a bone I have to pick is why is introversion, I mean, sometimes, I think it just gets misconstrued as, like, socially anxious, because I love talking to people, like, it is so fun, but I just very much want to make space for that, and I want to wholly dedicate my mind, my mental energy towards 
whatever is being talked about. Um, and that's why, like, I need some time alone to just sort of, like, process those things, integrate it into how I think, how I understand a person. Um, yeah, and honestly, just, like, do other things because I am, like, very idea-driven and I like to, yeah, I just like exploring things and sometimes it's fun to explore with people, sometimes it's fun to, it's like a genre of conversation. Um, the conversation can take on many mediums, many feelings, and there's an artist, I always forget her name, but she did a piece at um, uh, the Cultural Center in Chicago a few years ago where she, like, mapped conversation by way of, like, of how people spoke with their hands and then, like, 3D printed something. It was really cool. Um, and it was just, like, how you could visualize something that's typically only auditory and how it's sort of like false that I don't know like music has genres so why can't conversation and that like that approach to how it's orchestrated and it's also just interesting yeah uh, it's cool it's these are all again mundane thoughts but it's a fun texture to touch upon so oh that's cute I never really I'm at the North Carolina Museum of Art now I want to go on another walk and there's a little place that says um, Ann and Jim Goodnight Museum Park. This reminds me of Goodnight Moon. And who doesn't love Goodnight Moon? I'm kind of sad that I never went to... They had they made like the Goodnight Moon room, like the, the room on the cover, um, like an exhibition space on the Lower East Side two years ago, maybe. And I'm sad that I never went. But yeah, just allow for dynamism in how you relate to other people. Um, and I think, <laughs> sorry, I realized that I get all over the place. I think this kind of stems from, there is a point when I, I grew up going to therapy like on and off, but in high school I went to therapy and I was like, oh yeah, this friend of mine did this thing and like, we don't really talk about, and my um, therapist, she was like, I, I don't think you should call that person a friend. And I was like, oh, like, you're right. Like, you can, like, re... You don't have to relate to people in the same way over time. And that was something that was kind of, like, hard. I mean, hard for me at first because I was someone that, like, never wanted to feel... Like, I, I try and see the value in everything, which for a long time was very difficult. Like, it's easy for me to see the value in everything, but it's, at the same time, that made it hard for me to, like pursue what I wanted, if you will, because it was like, well, everything, like, people do things because they find worth in it, and I feel as though I'm very good at, like, understanding, like, why it's seem seemingly worthwhile, and then it's just, yeah, I think, like, want tends to be maybe misconstrued, but not quite the right word, uh, with yeah, want and worth tend to be misconstrued for one another. And if you can see all the worth, then that's why I was like, oh, I don't really know which way to go, but I think it just becomes, like, natural tendency, anything that I, you don't have to, like, work for, but I enjoy the work, and that's why it's never felt like it, and that's why I become so process-oriented, is because I'm like, oh, maybe, like, this more, like, meta, like, framework compositional thinking is easier for me, naturally. Um, but at the same time, there are, like, more grounded interests that I have that 
it's taken me a while to come back to because I was like, oh, let me do the rounds, see if this is what I really think. Um, but then what do you really think? Uh, who knows? <laughs> Where is that going? Where is it coming from? Can I, Joe? I, like, can never say that without... It's it's very unfortunate how... I don't know, I've mind-mapped too, too hard as a child in some ways. Um, too good. Uh, went too hard with the pain. Ugh. It's... It's rough out here sometimes. I didn't mean to go this long. It's really hot in the car. I feel like a dog or a child again. I guess I'll end this. Love you. I have such a bad headache. Oh, uh, <laughs> I guess I didn't plan any of this because I'm I'm an Aries. I have an Aries stellium. I'm just gonna go for things, and I have half a chart of fire. No Leo. <laughs> Got enough Leo in my life. I don't need to have any <laughs> on my own. Um, but. What was I gonna say? Oh, I think I'm just gonna stitch these together, but I and I'll just like take notes for further concepts because, and I think maybe sometime I'll do a fun episode where, like I said, I just talk to myself. But I think there are some friends of mine that it could be fun to that, like, just anyone that I think has like a fun way of thinking about things because ultimately, like, that's why, like, I don't take myself seriously I like when I want to do something I commit to it because that's a part of believing in life that I think is necessary um but yeah no, I, I just like to have fun and so I like to surround myself with people who I think have fun perspectives or just like I don't know just fits well so it could be fun to talk to certain people I hope you hear that I'm going downhill and then I'm wearing Burks and they sound a little silly on the pavement um <laughs> that's okay um and I also think that going forward even though I do very much like I said can see the value in any place in any given object and like there's a history that is quote-unquote worthwhile if you want to call things that um that Ooh, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, like, why not? Why shouldn't I just, like, breed places that inspire me more? Or breed ideas in places, rather. Um, so, like, now I'm in one of my favorite little... at the NCMA, like I said. And I... there's, like, a little outdoor sculpture... trail, path, whatever. And I like it here a lot. And so why not be in places that... I don't know, I can associate beautiful ideas with beautiful places. Even if they're not unique, it's still special because I believe it. Um, but also something I want to say, especially amidst like all of my like, oh, everyone's a waiter. <laughs> um, even though the menu clearly says otherwise. <laughs> I really like the menu. Say what you want, but I thought it was fun. Um, not like perfect, but it was fun. And... Um, Especially with like, oh, everyone should just like respect whatever. I didn't, I feel like it is maybe a little, it's important to me, I think. And I know the ways in which I live by my values, because to me that's like true hedonism. 
as living by your values and people are always like oh you're so moral and I'm like but moral relativity and I think what they mean is just like I very I live in like close attachment to the way I want to do things because I'm like yeah like your value is ultimately a want it's an ideal so why not practice it like it surely does not compute to me like why you wouldn't live in accordance to your ideals so um but it's one thing to make it yeah because idealism is its own thing but why not show how you manifest that and so like if I'm walking past a stranger or something like that like most of the time I'll like smile or at least like have like kind eyes because you can choose if you're gonna like make someone feel like threatened or if you're gonna make them feel comfortable even if it's just in passing with like a look and everyone deserves to be like recognized as human so unless they're like giving off vibes I mean obviously like safety comes first so if if there's something negative in that regard, then protect yourself, but be open to connection, even if it's just in a secondary, secondary, in a second update. Because um, it's kind of like, I mean, maybe I'm just thinking about it because I'm on a trail of sorts, <laughs> but I always say, like, and I get that that's different and it comes with its own set of values, but there, whenever you're hiking, you're supposed to say, like, hi so that everyone knows that like you're friendly or just sense of camaraderie because it's already typically a, like a more dangerous space there's lack of safety so you want to feel even more supported and i don't see why it shouldn't just be that way every day everywhere you go um so yeah and like it can be scary uh, like again all this is an introvert not to lean on that so much but it's like it doesn't doesn't cost anything, doesn't take anything away from your day. It's like it's not hard to just give someone like a genuinely like little smile. Cause there's so many times where that's like made my day. Like saying like hi to an old person in passing. I don't know why. Like I find like people have said that like the way I find old people endearing is infantilizing. But I'm like no. Like I just like respect that they've like gone through life I don't see anything wrong with that um personally but I like I get what they're saying and I would never go to that extreme and I understand all of the issues with that kind of thing um so if there's something wrong or something that I any, anyone who may ever listen to this feels I've missed then let me know um but so far I've reflected and I'm like I think it's okay <laughs> it's okay to respect life um but you know say um yeah so i like to smile at people but again like if, not, if someone like gives me I, I do sometimes match energy so if someone gives me a dirty look then i'm not gonna like no i'm not gonna give them an angry look back but i'll just be like i'll give them nothing because like a lot of times people will like want a reaction or like because some reactions can be validating to your feelings even if you're feeling like angry if like your anger scares someone then it'll be passing over a little stream i want to see if there's any frogs it's a little lizard he was fun um that was on the path earlier um i don't see any little guys hey 
Oh, look at the other side. I don't know if anyone ever did. I think like it sounds funny, but they're called poo sticks from Winnie the Pooh, wherever it's like you raise sticks in a river. Um, but I love doing that. This one's kind of a stream, so it wouldn't work, but I also don't see any frogs. Oh, sad day with no frogs, happy day with a lizard. Ultimately, just a day, but living in the wonder of nature nonetheless. Um, so yeah, I could say more, but I'm gonna go back to listening to my tunes and everything after this will have more structured form. I fortunately, unfortunately, it just is. I love to plan, I love to organize, I love to structure, and sometimes it's just fun to like, engage with the setting because to me it seems like oh I'm just talking into a microphone like I can just do that off the cuff but now I'm seeing how much I have to say and how long I can talk for um I'll just stitch this one together and throw it out into the water and it's also funny because like I've already said like thank you whatever so I'm like I'm not to say that again but then it's not what you're left with it's not the parting idea um so yeah word and if I stick with this I'm sure I'll get proper equipment eventually but I do like the idea of continuing to walk around and everything I don't want to go up this hill I'm gonna go sit on the bench <laughs> I'll have to go up the hill eventually because I went downhill to get here but I'm getting warm so I have to take off this layer anyway bum, ba, dum, ba, dum. Also, I, it was sincerity is scary, not girls. I'm so sorry. I was thinking about the song Girls because it's a good song. And yeah, it had just been on my mind. And so I said the wrong thing. But I know what I meant. Please do not come for me. Thank you.